Hi, Pastor Steve here with another segment of Leftovers. These are from the January the 24th sermon where we talked about the Samaritan woman at the well. In that sermon I tied John 3, Jesus' words to Nicodemus, that whosoever will may come to him and have eternal life. I tied that to John 4 and asked, had we ever seen the fact that Jesus taught that in John 3 to Nicodemus and you must be born again and that whosoever will may with the fact that then in John chapter 4 the next chapter Jesus put those words into action as he went to Samaria to a woman that uh, was of ill repute someone that most people would have said was not worthy of God if you will let's go a little deeper now here's where we want to go today it says that the woman met Jesus, the Samaritan woman, at Jacob's well. Jacob's well, does that have a significance for us today? Well, being at Jacob's well would tie this particular spot, this woman, this well, to the Old Testament. And Jacob, as you remember, was the father of the Israelite people. Jacob had the twelve sons. All of the tribes came off the twelve sons. So this well ties us back into the Old Testament. Could this also tie us back into the fact that the God of the Old Testament is the Jesus Christ of the New Testament? Could it also tie us back into the fact of how important water was? In the Old Testament, uh, they had to have water. Remember on the Exodus, uh, Moses would touched the rock with water and it would bring forth water so the Israelites could drink and they could feed their families and their and have their livestock uh, survive on the water. Water was a symbol of both cleansing as they could wash in it. It was a symbol of uh, refreshment as you could be refreshed by it, by the coolness of it, plus drinking it, and it was life-giving. Was the fact that Jesus met this woman of Samaria at Jacob's well, also a way of John emphasizing for us that Jesus Christ cleanses us through the water of baptism as we believe in him, that he refreshes our life, that he is our life itself. As he says in other places, I came that you may have life, have it abundantly. As he says in the I am statements, I am life itself. I am the one who sustains you. Is it possible that by calling this Jacob's well, Jesus reminded us that the entire scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, points to God as the life-sustaining God. In that scripture that we used in John 4, Jesus also made another statement in there I want to go a little deeper on. Talking to the woman, and the woman said that uh, they worshipped at this mountain. The Jews worshipped in Jerusalem. Where should they worship? And Jesus told her that you shouldn't worship at either place. That God was looking for people to worship him in spirit and in truth. By doing such, Jesus kind of, uh, if you will, pointed out that you don't have to worship God in a particular place. It doesn't have to be at a particular time. 
It doesn't have to be in a particular building. It can be anywhere. In fact, I go back to the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, we assume that uh, Adam and Eve were worshiping God at all times. Now, we kind of get hung up here because we got this thought process because when Adam and Eve sinned, it says that God called to them when he was walking in the cool of the evening that they only worshiped in the cool of the evening. But that's not what it says. It doesn't tell us when they worshiped. But Paul in Romans chapter 1 tells us that all of creation points to God. That all of creation should bring us to a point to where we should be worshiping God the Creator. And I think of that Garden of Eden. And I think of how Adam and Eve were in that garden at that time. And as they walked around, they saw all the beautiful sights, the beautiful trees, the vegetation, the animals. That the entire day should have been spent worshiping God and reminding them that God was the one who provided all that for them. I wonder when Jesus said, God's looking for people to worship him in spirit and truth. He's saying, I'm trying to restore the original nature, the, the original relationship where mankind worshiped God at all times. And because of what I'm about to do, because of his sacrifice on the cross, we can worship God anywhere at any time as we come to him in spirit and truth. What does it mean to come to him in spirit and truth? Good question. A lot of answers there. But put very succinctly and very briefly, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, seals us and comes and lives within us, then that Spirit allows us to worship God because we then become children of God and we worship God in spirit and in truth. Jesus also said of the Spirit that he would lead us in the truth, that he would give us the truth, that he would apply the word to our life. So maybe Jesus is saying to us in this passage that John wrote, you worship through me, you worship in me, you worship me. We all worship together, but we worship God the Creator. Just random thoughts going deeper for you to think on. Have a great day. Hope to see you Sunday, 1030. God bless.